Hello, and welcome to another episode of Emo Al's Tune Talks. This week, for the first time ever, I'm joined by not one, but two friends. My friends Anthony and Spence I met last year when we were all staying at the same hostel during Edinburgh's Fringe Festival. They've approached me a few times and wanted to come on um, my podcast, so we finally got together and we recorded a really cool episode, in my opinion. We um, discuss like music experiences, how music brings people together despite living in different countries, liking different genres, and also how music influences our mental health. Fair warning, this is quite a chaotic episode. It is um, one of those situations where what happens when you put three friends who hasn't seen who haven't seen or talked to each other much in the last year on a, the same recording, and um, yeah, it is definitely a fun conversation. Lots of laughs, bit chaotic, um, which is kind of how I like it. It is probably one of my favorite ones I've recorded so far. Um, these two are good friends of mine. And yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to just go? <laughs> go for it. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Anthony Murray. Hi, I'm Cam Spence. <laughs> uh, this is so weird listening back to our voices. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the first kind of like um, podcast. Well, for me, I don't know. It's a podcast. Know. I don't know. We've spoke about doing it before in the past, haven't we? Quite a lot. Yeah. But yeah. first time I've actually recorded myself <laughs> taking part. <laughs> I can go ahead and tell you from experience, listening back to your own voice is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it with uh, my dissertation as well because I recorded my interviews on Skype. So I had to listen back to all of those. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You yeah. must be used to it by now, though. I hate hearing my own voice. Oh, so you started a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I know, it's great. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, so Anthony, it was your kind of suggestion to do the topic today on like music experiences and how it brings people together and then how it influences your mental health. So what led you to pick this topic? Uh, well, both Spence and I are both quite um, well travelled, as as you are as well. You, I don't know where else you've been. But you've lived in two uh, two countries now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's good that you can see that no matter where you go, or even if English is not even your first language, that um, people often connect through music, and people often have similar, you know, similar tastes. And we, some people always like, people always like different things, but always like some of the same things as well. Mm-hmm. You could go to the arse end of nobody, a random country in the world that, that, where English isn't even their first language, and you'll both have like a particular favourite artist. And I think that's quite fascinating that even how music gets around the world like that. Completely universal, isn't it? Yeah. No matter where you are or who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems quite fitting for, for you and for me, so. Yeah, yeah, that as a topic. Yeah, it's good because we've got both got plenty of experiences like that, as I'm sure you do as well. Um, yeah, I mean, what one thing that I've always loved, especially being so 
passionate about certain bands in the past is seeing how their career takes them to Brazil, Chile, all over Europe, all over the UK, like South America. Like it takes them to so many places. And yeah, most people, you know, will end up speaking Spanish, speaking German, whatever it is. But when you're all like listening to that same band, like, you know, like singing the lyrics and, you know, it doesn't really matter what Mm -hmm. different backgrounds you come from. Yeah, absolutely. One of the best videos I think I've ever seen was, um, Noel Gallagher, I don't know if you've seen it, singing Don't Look Back and Anger in, I think it's Argentina. Oh, um, and he's singing it in the crowd, it's just going absolutely insane. And obviously, I know like most of the world speaks English, but I guarantee not every single person there can speak the language fluently, but they know the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Quite fascinating. Obviously, Noel Gallagher being part of Oasis is, is quite a um, famous person. But even still, you'll get that with any sort of, band or singer they'll have fans all around the world mm-hmm. and it's quite interesting to watch like videos or go to these gigs and um watch people sing back the lyrics and it's like we'll, we'll all hear you all loving the same thing and here for the same reason mm-hmm. quite nice to see so what um since you are both as well traveled as you say you are and i mean i know you all are what has been one of the most interesting, like, international experiences you've had regarding, like, music, gigs, festivals? That, um, well, yeah, I think that's going to be more for you, really, because I haven't, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we? I haven't actually done a gig or any music outside of, of the UK, actually. I've only ever done it over here. No, but you'll have, you'll have, like, some sort of story of, um, it doesn't have to be a gig, like, some sort of musical event that happened. I can say one. It wasn't a gig. I was um, in Pokhara in Nepal. So it's like a small city in Nepal. And um, just having a few drinks with some friends. And um, there was like this Nepalese like band just playing like in the corner of this bar. And I wasn't really listening to the music. Like they were playing. It was nice. I don't really remember what they were playing. And then all of a sudden they started playing a song that I really recognised. And it was um, a song called Old Yellow Bricks by Arctic Monkeys. Okay. Arctic Monkeys are quite a internationally loved band, but for them, for to watch this, like these Nepalese guys, we don't. Well, I'm assuming, but they probably don't speak as good English, and they're now singing this Arctic Monkeys song, which isn't even one of their most popular songs. And it was quite. I went rushing over to the dance floor. I was one of the only people stood in front of the band. I was like. <laughs> I was like, fucking yes, I'm loving this. And the other people I was with, I think they were, were, I think there was a couple of Australians and Americans. I'm like, where is this guy going? (laughs) He's just gone right over to this band. So that was quite cool. (laughs) So, Spence, you may not have as many stories to tell, but do you have anything to add to this? I think, yeah, I think we've had a few good experiences as well, haven't we? I think, um, yeah. Sometimes as well, even the smallest little venues, like you can, we've done, we've been a few times now to Dublin, haven't we? And you can find a little pub there, like at Christmas we went, and you can find a little pub there, and it'll, don't know who it is, some local guy comes up, just starts playing, and the crowds that you can get there, like the atmosphere you can get there is brilliant again. That's really good. Even a small setting like that. Yeah. We've through going to Dublin like a lot of Irish songs and stuff folk like that. songs folk yeah. songs it's yeah. quite cool isn't it yeah. that brings everyone together massively <laughs> everyone yeah. singing well that's us being on the other end of the, uh, the scale then because that's like 
songs they all love and know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's their music has reached us because we mm-hmm. that through going to Dublin and going around Ireland. Um, yeah, that's true. That's us and now we love them. Songs. Yeah. I think I can't remember if it was the first or second time I was in Ireland. We were in Temple Bar like for a night out. And um, we went to one of the pubs in the area, and there was a guy, like, just playing acoustic guitar. And it was me and two girls and one guy. And we were, like, sitting at this table, and then these two other guys just kind of come over and, like, start. Clearly, they're trying to chat up some of the girls. (laughs) But then when a certain song comes up, they ask us to dance, and we're the only ones dancing. And this guy (laughs) is solo guitar. Do Do you remember what song it was? Um, At one point, it was an Ed Sheeran song. I remember that. Okay. Go away, go. Go away, go. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year was it? <laughs> it was either last year or the year before. Yeah, it was go away, go. Oh no, could have been, um, he sang um oh this is really embarrassing now. That Irish song. Um The Farewell song. The Farewell song. Oh, no, it's not called that. <laughs> No, you lost me. He has so many songs. So yeah, you've got to really uh, delve through that back catalog now. (laughs) I um no, that was that was definitely glass. Party glass. Party glass is a famous Irish song. It's like a farewell song. He did a cover of that as well. Uh, fair, fair, and then um. I actually met one of my internet friends for a festival in Manchester the same year. Um, We met in Manchester to go to Slam Dunk Festival in Leeds that year, and I had never met him before. Oh, okay. So that was interesting because we, like, started chatting on Instagram because we just liked the same bands. Did he slide into your DMs? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) but no nothing like that happened he's more like a younger brother to be fair okay but yeah it it was like i I was gonna be over here already (laughs) i mean he's too young for me he's it's fine i was gonna be over here anyways because i was on a tour that was like three weeks and half of like my favorite bands from the states happened to sign on for Slam Dunk that year. It's like, well, I guess I have to. Oh, that would be cool. No, it was really cool. Um, Grayscale, which you know, oh, I've yeah, talked yeah. about yeah. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they were playing in the UK for the very first time that um, that year. And then my friends from Sleep on It, who are Chicago based, and so this friend and I just. We met up, and he let me stay at his a couple, the couple days before. Then we went to Slam Duck and Leeds together, and I haven't seen him since, but I still talk to him. No, that's cool. See, that's great. That's somebody that you've met through sort of a, a mutual like of the same band, same music, yeah, someone that you've cool. met that you still keep in touch with. Mm-hmm. Have, we, have we ever done that? Have we ever met, met anyone? We've never met anyone. I've met, met people like festivals and stuff we've been to. I don't think there's anyone that I've ever met, we've ever met, that have. We still in touch with now. Sort of yeah, thing. we meet people on the day when we've had a few drinks. And we, uh, yeah, yeah. Sing <laughs> and dance, sing and dance. Yeah. Uh, in a festival. No, I don't think sure. I have. No, actually. I so, no. Yeah. I'm really sorry if there's anyone out there listening that's like, <laughs> I met you at this gig. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, I totally forgot. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> to be fair, y'all were probably too drunk to remember, anyways. Yeah, so. all like no. <laughs> drunk? Is that you're talking about? <laughs> I mean, it is you. Didn't you navigate us home last year when we were all staying at a hostel when you were so drunk you didn't remember it the next morning? Oh yes, Stephen. That's because we went to the hive. That's why. That was a very well-known route back from the hive to the hostel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, it's not far, but it was like, what, five in the morning and then you fell on top of me in my bed? Oh, yeah. 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 I remember. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. I mean. Yeah, good times. I um have made it somewhat of um a profession that I've made friends through gigs for like the last 10 years. Like when I was like a teenager. Yeah. I used to like queue up in line for like six and eight hours to be front row for certain gigs. And when you're sitting in line for that long, you kind of need to make friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, True. Dedication. (laughs) Yeah. True. I mean, we've done it. We've waited. We waited in line a bit for Liam Gallagher, didn't we? Because we were like, we have to be. Yeah, in the we front. did work quite well for that, but we had what we were like third row back, weren't we, from the front? Yeah. From the yeah. actual fence, which was still very crazy very when you think how close you, we were. Do you always like getting to the front at gigs? Uh, I used to when I was <laughs> you a slightly young person. Really? When you were young? We're the opposite. Stop. We're like, we're like, we must get to the front for yeah. every gig now. As I mentioned, when we went to Liam Gallagher, we were so. In the it was the O2? O2. In the yeah, O2, so yeah. it holds was it twenty thousand people? Wow. And when we were there, it, it felt like it was a hundred people gig because we were so close to the front, all you could see was like three rows of people in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was show. it was mad when you turned around because obviously the O2, you've got all the banks of seats up the side as well. Yeah. And it was you could just see the band in front of you. <laughs> yeah. And then this crowd behind <laughs> <laughs> It's like seeing a sea of people behind you. Yeah, yeah. literally. Each yeah. one of them singing Wonderwall. Uh, yeah. Time <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be alive. <laughs> well, I would turn around to see the people and I'd see you, of course, standing up. You're <laughs> like, <laughs> taller than that. Taller than that. Where's, where's Spence going? Oh, there he is. Can't lose me. problem with you. We would lose you like no time. I mean, I used to want to be front row for everything, and I'm not against it now. I'm just always like, well, if I need to pee or I want to sit down because my back hurts, then I'm not going to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Need to sit down. Yeah, yeah, that's always a struggle. Yeah, you never want to go out for the toilet and get a drink. No, never. Sometimes you'll never make your way back. I think one of the worst times, um, I was front row for All Time Low a few years ago. Oh, nice, yeah. I mean, like, five or six years back, and um, no, I think this was 2011. Never mind. It was a long time ago. I was, like, 17, and I left that gig with bruises on my hip bone. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's just how I was pressed into the barrier and I couldn't move. Oh, so not from like motion. <laughs> I'm, when you're front row, you can't. You just get pushed. No, you can't oh, no sure. Yeah. Yeah. You just go wherever the ground takes yeah, you, yeah. really. 
about like a tea bag in a, in a cup. Honestly, I mean, I've been known to do a good bit of crowd surfing when I when I'm able to. That's my favorite. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Crowd surfing. I've never, never done, that. done that. No. I mean, I've seen people way bigger and wearing a lot of kinds of costumes (laughs) large crowds so y'all could pull it off if it's the right good dear i mean i've helped crowd surf people i've been the the wave in the crowd surf (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's got to be ticked off the list then one day i've never seen the act crowd surf no i've never seen this (laughs) (laughs) it's not terrifying if you just don't think about it. Just close your eyes. Yes, close your eyes. I mean, they could drop you, or you make it all the way to stage, and then you stage dive back, which is also something I've done. <laughs> stage dive back. How big was the crowd? Um, I think the pit was like two to three thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's sort of like the. The minimum I'd need to yeah. jump into a crowd. If it's just a hundred people, they might all might quickly duck out the way. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me fall. Let me fall. The deck. <laughs> I mean, if it's that small of a crowd, then there's really it's you're gonna die. Uh, so just don't do it. But um, so you sent me a photo earlier today, um, Anthony, of the two of y'all at some was it some festival in Glasgow? Yes, that was... What festival was that? It was... Um, it was a day festival. It was, it was called... Oh, God, we've got really bad memories, haven't we? That's bad, isn't it? Yeah. It was a year ago. Uh, but so. it was Glasgow, and... Oh, I think we it was had... Summer Sessions. It was called Glasgow that Summer Sessions. It was Summer Sessions, yeah. So the main act was the 1975. Wow. We're, we're big fans of... Uh, there was Power Waves. There was... Um, Twin Atlantic. That's right, yeah. Um, and who's the other one? We should have looked this up. Ten before. tons. Ten tons. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ten tons. Yeah, we've done like, barely any research. <laughs> you know, wrote down, but not a lot. <laughs> but that I mean, I, I didn't do that much prepping either, to be fair. So. Ah, oh, that's okay. Right, we'll wing it. We'll, we'll, we'll wing it. It's all right. You can, you can edit some parts out where we sound like we're stuttering. I'm not sure what we're talking about. <laughs> Do you ever know what you're talking about? A good, like, 78% of the time. <laughs> 78 I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> so, what year was this festival? Because that lineup's pretty sick. That picture was taken a few yes. days after we met you, so last year. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we met you in Edinburgh, then went straight up yep. to Glasgow, didn't we, the next day? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... Uh, that you did. Yeah, that's why we went, isn't it? Well, we we love the Fringe Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just coincided that, yeah, yeah, the 1965 were playing um, summer sessions. It goes on, I think, two or three weekends. Okay. Not like the whole time, it's just the weekend for like two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's different acts each night as well, isn't it? Yeah, and because we both really liked the 1975, we went and saw them. It, yeah, it was really good, wasn't it? It was, it was really, brilliant, actually. It was quite a... Quite a small, well, compared to what you'd normally get in the 1975, it was quite a small crowd, which was good. You yeah, could yeah. get right up the front, and it was yeah. it was outside as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. You do. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them since like 2013. I saw them in the States. Oh, oh wow. What are those? Yeah, they hadn't massively blown up, and it was a gig that was like 18 plus. Um, so you couldn't get children inside, which is great. Oh, good. <laughs> Where else was that? Um, it was this place called Marathon Music Works in Nashville. So it was like an old warehouse turned gig venue. Oh, that's that would good. Cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. You saw them at the Cliffs, didn't you, once? Which is like a mm. very small venue, like yeah. local to us. The Cliffs Pavilion is a venue near us, which mm-hmm. three thousand people. And, yeah. Um, this was this must have been five or six years ago now. So probably shortly after you saw them. Mm-hmm. Probably sounds like a little bit bigger than the venue than you saw them. They're still like not big compared to what they would get now. Yeah, yeah. Just sellouts at the O2 now. Like yeah, that. yeah, like uh, headline festivals. Yeah. No, they're massive now. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they would have been great if they had come in more during the Tumblr era. They could have fit right in with Arctic Monkeys. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Arctic Monkeys just like. Uh, oh, huge fan! They're just another band that I think just spreads right across the world. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend who is from Israel and he lives in Tel Aviv. And a couple of years ago, so at the start of 2018, just before they released their last album, they'd been quiet for I think for four years. Um, mm-hmm. They hadn't done any touring, and my friend Nadav from Israel calls me up, and I'm in New Zealand at the time, and it's about two o'clock in the morning. He's like. And, and what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm literally like asleep. What's up? He said, Arctic Monkeys have just released like doing a festival. And I was like, oh my God, when is it? Where is it? And we ended up going to Madrid in like July. And wow. Yeah, it was really cool. It's called, yeah, it was called Mad Cool Festival. And um, that was amazing. So I went to Madrid, Spain with my Israeli friend. And there was another Australian guy with us there. In like this sea of Spanish people, and it was it was great because again, just a culmination of all people from different backgrounds enjoying the same music. Mm-hmm. Really wow. experience. That's that's not on the same level, but I remember a few years ago, one of my favorite bands called The Academy is. They were on this label called Fueled by Ramen, which houses Fallout Boy, Paramore, oh, yeah. Panic at the Disco, <laughs> yeah great label um they announced a 10-year anniversary reunion thing for their first album and they didn't get back together permanently but they played riot fest in chicago which is one of our big festivals. yeah i think i've heard of it actually yeah this is more like punk alternative Mm -hmm. whatever i mean it's it's pretty massive but um this was like 2015 and because I had been going to their lead singers like solo gigs the last few years, I knew a bunch of people from that like fan group and the day that they played Riot Fest, there were people that flew from all over the country just to oh, see nice. the Academy is. And um, so like I'm front row with like people that from LA, from New York, from Arizona, from literally everywhere. And we all came out and hung out together to see this one band. Nice. That's good. Are there any bands that you like that are from other, like, different countries that you would like to see? Uh, I'm very big on a lot of the UK scene, but luckily with pop punk, most of them have come to the States. So I've been lucky in that regard. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I am still waiting for Louis Tomlinson's solo tour to happen. Yeah, we, we know you. Yes. We know you love One Direction. We know you're waiting for his solo to. Well, yeah, because his solo album came out in January, and he was supposed to tour later this year, and then it's gotten massively, you know, pushed back with everything that's happened. So yeah. Now it's like happening a full year later. Okay, that's cool. What the heck? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No. You're not going to do it? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you said you have to. You said. That's just in a... <laughs> it's fine. It's your podcast. You can do it. Fuck me in the Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. And you, you, oh, you went and truly set the cat amongst the pigeons then when you told me that you screamed that every time you hear the song. <laughs> I'll come around and the first thing that said to spend, I was like, mate, we've got to play the song at some point in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, y'all are dick. We'll be very upset if you, uh, if you cut that out. <laughs> I won't. It's fine. <laughs> Well, you said in the message, um, you said you yell it, and you saw sort of, every time. Wasn't it? Every, every time. time. <laughs> I am in my flat. I can't disturb. <laughs> Your poor neighbors are wondering, be wondering what you're up to. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> um, but I think if there were any other bands from other countries that I haven't seen or would like to. There was um, a band I really liked from Sweden okay. called Her Bright Skies. They they broke up years ago. Yeah. Um, but if they were to do a reunion tour, I would like to see them on this side of the world because I saw them in the States. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but um, if they, like, announced some gig in Sweden or something like that, I'd, I would, if I was able, I would probably fly out there to see them. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. good. yeah to see a... Um... A band from a country that's not your own on their home turf, I think would be pretty special as well. That would be special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's um, it's just there's something way more, I don't know, intimate and like personal about seeing yeah, in their home. Yeah, I've I've seen a few hometown gigs in the states, which clearly, being from Chicago, I have a lot of friends and bands who were you know, in from Chicago. So those were always special. But um to see someone in their home over here, I did get to see as it is play at Glasgow. I mean they're they're English, but um to see them at least in the UK was something cool because it's a completely different vibe than their gigs in the States are. Yeah. Have you seen One Direction here in the UK? No. You haven't. You haven't. Oh. They they did like one massive world tour a year, with like a hundred and seventy five countries or cities or whatever. And like I saw them twice in twenty fourteen, yeah. um, and, and I saw them in Nashville and I saw them in Arizona. Oh, okay. Um. I've, yeah. I suppose but, I forget they're not I, together really anymore, are they? Or no, do they? They no. broke up like a year and a half later. Oh, oh right. So you just missed out. Yeah. One day, I hope one day you can see them here. On home. Reunion one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Of course they will. 
I mean, they all say they will, but I mean, at least with solo gigs, there is the potential to see some of them over yeah. here. So, okay. I mean, we've got Harry, Louie, and Niall all had tours that have been postponed, and I have tickets for Louie's. Oh, okay, that's good. Is it live? Is it a live stream now? Um, it's going to well, next year. I, right now, it's still happening in February at the O2 in Glasgow. Okay. So I mean, I guess we'll just see. Yeah, I'm trying to hold on hope because there's not much hope left right now. Yeah, <laughs> you have to hold on, Alison. You have to hold on. <laughs> what about you guys? If Is there any specific artist or band, if they were, you could see them in their home country, that you would pack your bags and just do Ooh, it? That's a good question. See their home country. So like a band that's not from the UK. Yeah. Um, one I would like to see actually, I'd like to see Red Hot Chili Peppers in the States. Mm, I think that yeah. would be, I nearly saw them, I think it was 2016 when they headlined Reading. Reading. Yeah, and I, yeah. I was meant to go and I missed out on the tickets for oh, that. Man. But to see them, yeah, Stokeside, that would be, that would be great. Yeah, they're quite popular here, but I can imagine obviously in the States they're, Fan base yeah, is even yeah. bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, what about you? Good question. I'm really into this like sort of smaller band at the minute called Peach Pit. <laughs> you have mentioned. Yeah, they're them, from yeah. Vancouver, so I guess seeing them in Vancouver would be really cool. We were actually meant to see them in August in Edinburgh. Yes. Yeah, we told you. Yeah, we was going to see you as well, but um, it's May now, isn't it? It's now it's April. Yeah, it's now yeah. April. Um, hopefully, we can still see them then. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, either that or Kaleo. So there's this um, Icelandic rock band called Kaleo. Obviously, oh, see them yes. in Iceland would be really cool. Um, London, but obviously. It's yeah, they're better. a great band, actually. See them in, in Reykjavik. Yeah. would be cool. Hometown. <laughs> When you say Iceland, I immediately thought of the Eurovision film that just. Came oh, really? The one with, uh, oh, is with Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Is is it any good? I I thought it was funny, and a lot of it's filmed in Edinburgh. Oh, really? So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they were here for a few weeks, apparently in like August September time last year, um, filming a lot of spots you 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 it's like they use like princess street gardens they used grass market like a lot of really popular spots but um it was quite funny it was definitely quite funny okay cool no i mean we mean iceland the country (laughs) i know i mean um i actually haven't been to iceland and now after seeing that movie i am more inclined to want to go iceland's great yeah Uh, we went a couple years ago yeah really good good fun yeah. So do y'all like always travel together? Not, it sounds like it. it sounds like it. Uh, not always. We've done a lot. Obviously, we're best mates, so obviously we've done quite a lot of traveling together. We've done a few in the last sort of, two, three years, and yeah, most of the last few years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know sometimes we we seem like we're joined at the hip. <laughs> yes, I mean I associate y'all as boyfriends, and you're just. A <laughs> oh, don't don't make our girlfriends mad. <laughs> <laughs> or our fans <laughs> <laughs> they don't 
I mean, it is what yeah. it is, you know? It is what it is. So I guess moving on, you also wanted to talk about music and its ties to, like, mental health. Um, I know, Anthony, you're really you're very proactive in like supporting mental health. Um, so I'll let you, I guess, start for there. Yeah. So I think, um, see nowadays a lot of people, they do suffer, um, with some sort of mental illness in one way or another, obviously not everyone, but a lot of people do whether they know it or not. And I think the music especially is a very good tool to help overcome issues or to help deal with some issues. Definitely. Whether it's to make you laugh or, you know, just enjoy your time or, you know, you need to listen to sad songs as well. Um, you're feeling down sometimes. You need to just sort of that um, influence to help you let go of the emotion that you've got at the time. So, it's meant, so there's many mm-hmm. different ways that music is about. Definitely. No matter what genre either, what genre of music is. No, it's, that's definitely true. Um I know growing up in my teenage years, I um, leaned very heavily on very specific songs and very specific bands to get me through a lot of sleepless, crying nights where, you know, it felt like the world was caving in, which as a teenager, I didn't have as much to worry about, but I was just starting to realize struggling with like anxiety and depression. And um, I you know, use that very heavily when I was struggling with self-harm. There are very specific songs that I would listen to during that. Um, And I always, like, was very connected to bands or songs or artists that um, spoke out about, like, how they had struggled and how music had helped them and, you know, certain songs they had written because of that. And um, I think that's part of why I became so invested at that age was because of everything I was struggling with. Like it was one of the only things that you knew. could. Yeah. It's help. a good sort of, um, understanding to know, um, the music can help you through it, especially if the people who wrote songs have been through the same thing. It helps you to know mm-hmm. that you're not alone. Other people have been through similar or the same issues. There are ways of dealing mm-hmm. with it and listening to the songs definitely help whether they're, um, happy songs or bad songs. Mm-hmm. so Spence do you have anything to weigh in I think what you sort of said there but I'll, there is a there is a music for every emotion isn't there there's something whether it's yeah. good, bad, happy, sad there's, there's music out there that will cover every range of, of human emotion and we can all relate to it yeah. on some level so whether it's the I'd say in every genre. Like I said in every genre as well of music. So yeah, yes, you're right. There is whether it's the, the lyrics you can relate to, or whether it's just the feeling. Because a lot of what music is is, is a feeling, isn't it? Whether it's the yeah, just the feeling you get from it. There's a yeah, there is something out there that reflects everything in every one of us. I think we can all relate, even if there's no lyrics. So even if it's just like the way the song's constructed. Obviously, if it's just a simple, you know, a simple piano tune. Yeah, that can invoke a lot of emotions or like guitar, whatever you like. Um, yeah, you're right. Even without, you don't have to say anything. It can convey a lot on its own. Yeah, and that on its own could be more powerful because then you're making up your own That's sort true, of mind yeah. to what it's about. But um, yeah, it's good to know that obviously bands, singers, whatever they, the lyrics they put to paper and for the fans to listen to help them through 
dark times and that can can lift your mental health because it's letting people know they're not on their own they're not alone and there are people that go through the same issues so um are there any specific songs bands um anything you think of that have specifically helped you during some of these dark times especially given lately with everything that's been going on oh yeah yeah so at the minute um learning decided to finally start learning guitar and um Spence is learning piano as well, yeah. I am, yes. So year and a half in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'd say learning songs through teaching myself has definitely helped get you through it. It's uh, helped ment- like ment- for everything that's going on at the minute with the mental health because you're finally sort of understanding a song even more. So the song you pick, um, if you want to learn it, if you're feeling down and you finally want to learn a song, it will definitely help pick up your mood. Well, it might be a struggle getting there, learning it, but anything that's worth doing can take usually a bit of time and a lot of practice. There's something very therapeutic about going through it as well. Yeah, as absolutely. You find I do sort of going through and, and learning it and just sitting down and playing. It is it's very good at sort of mm. clearing your head and, and mm. it's an escape. It's, it's very helpful. Yeah. It gives you a lot of deeper appreciation for songs as well. Um, mm, when you're definitely. finally learning them to know the constructs obviously we all listen to music and we go oh that's really cool we really like that but to listen once you start obviously you don't have to be able to learn the instrument to understand this but until you pick up an instrument and you think okay I'm going to try and play this how difficult it is to totally construct yeah. a song with chords lyrics melodies it's amazing when you think of how much has gone into it yeah it? yeah for sure yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> So what songs are the two of you learning on your respective instruments right now? What am I learning? At the moment, I'm learning on piano is Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door. Ooh. That's the latest one I'm I'm working on at the moment, yeah. About, well, not quite halfway yet, but not far off halfway through. (laughs) And uh, I'm currently learning on guitar, guitar. I'm learning Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, quite a popular one. Um, yeah, it's good. It just, you know, good songs. Always need to be super upbeat and happy. It's sort of, um, I don't think people always understand when they say to people that have mental health issues, oh, just try and make yourself feel better. And obviously you need to do that. Like, I'll just play some happy music. Yeah, that's very important. And you should look after yourself. But it is important to listen to the sad songs because sometimes you do need to just let your emotions go. And you'd be surprised how often after you do that how better you feel it's like a yeah. bit of weight off your chest you know mm-hmm. i um definitely prefer listening to all the yeah. stuff to kind of get it out of yeah as i say this is where most then, of the emo music i'd say would come from wouldn't it a lot of emo music is from very dark yeah 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 i've listened to my chemical romance i know i know the feel. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you like my come growers? I don't even know. Do you? Um, I, I'm not gonna say I'm an okay. avid fan because I'm. You never know. They might listen. <laughs> I mean, I know all the big songs, but they were never like the oh, okay, band okay. for me. I mean, I think for me, it was 
definitely in my most like angsty 14 year old self it was like simple plan oh yeah yeah that's a simple plan yeah yeah they had some songs like called like welcome to my yeah i remember that one yeah (laughs) yeah and you know at 14 years old you probably don't really relate to it as much as you think Mm. you do but it was um, one of those songs that was definitely on repeat when I was like 14, 15 years old. And then it was like Boys Like Girls. Um, their their lead singer, Martin Johnson, struggled pretty heavily with like substance abuse yeah. and mental health. Um, yeah, when they were like on the road and I've gotten to meet him post Boys Like Girls doing a solo stuff. And it's been really like cool to talk to him on the other side of his musical career and um, kind of tell him what the band did for me at the time. So, okay, cool. That must be pretty interesting to actually meet the person then. It, it's especially meeting him. Um, I was 19 and in my first semester of uni in my undergrad and I went to see, they did a reunion for, um, a little bit. It didn't last long, but they did a reunion, and I was like meeting him afterwards. And this was very deep into um self harm okay, yeah. phase. And yeah, he actually like kind of like pulled me aside to like give me a little chat, like wow. a little talk. Um, on yeah, on the side, and like he took a sharpie where he was signing, and he wrote, "This too shall pass." Oh, nice. on My arm. Yeah, and um, to like meet him you know, like 25 years old and he's doing a solo music. And I'm like living in Chicago and things are going much better to kind of meet him on the other side of that was incredible. Yeah, cool. yeah that's quite powerful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah nice. That's something you'll remember, obviously, for the rest of your life. Yeah, that was, they were a really special band to me. Um, they had some really, like, the first album was great. I mean, all their albums were great, but there's some very heavy mm. songs um, he wrote a song about his friend who committed suicide. That was on his, their second album. Um, so, like, hearing that song is, like, very powerful. And, it, you know, it, there's a lot of to connect to if you've struggled with anything like yeah. that. Yeah, cool. I relate on that with the fact with um, so one artist I, I'm really into who sadly is no longer with us is an artist called Tentacion. He's more of, like, a rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of his songs are sort of in, a, in the vein of emo. Whether you're into that or not, I would recommend having a listen. And yeah, so that's one of the, one of the first songs I learned on guitar was a song called Triumph by the early uh, artist. Uh, a lot of similar songs mm-hmm. that are so a bit more darker, how you say. So if, if that's sort of what you're into, I would definitely recommend it. And because it's a different genre, but it's sort of a similar vein of uh, message. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a good hybrid to listen to, for sure. I um, <laughs> I couldn't hear you say the word hybrid and think of vampire <laughs> combination. <laughs> well, it was Halloween the other day, so. <laughs> That's where my mind jumped to. I just finished season three again today. Season three so. of what, sorry? Vampire the Diaries. Vampire Diaries. I've never watched never it. Seen it. No, Is that no. the one with um, Ian Summerholder in it? 
yeah. I just, I just know you're from Lost. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> he is beautiful. Is he your crush? crush? I mean, that cat, all of that cast is pretty. <laughs> the entire cast. Who, what would you rather then? What would you rather? Would you rather go with Ian Summerholder mm-hmm. or go to front row One Direction gig? Really? Okay. I mean, I. That's a tough one, but you know. They'll really not want that, I'm sure. We're we're still waiting on the Oasis reunion, so. We are, yeah. It's been waiting a long time. It's been been 11 years now. Yeah. I I mean, you've at least seen it. It's at least one of them solo though so that's better than Apple. yeah true, true. Yeah. very true yeah, yeah but I just want a bit of tension on the stage just want a bit of an argument yeah, imagine it <laughs> just get them on the stage yeah. it would be great yeah do you think they'll reunite one day I think I think play. one day they will when they're all the yeah I think it would just be like a one night a one off I don't think they'd don't ever think do a full tour again they might do like Weekend of a couple of dates. Uh, I don't think they'd ever. I think if they were to do a full tour, it wouldn't last a full tour. I no, they'd, they'd fall out. They'd, they'd fall, fall out, out halfway through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they're definitely getting old, aren't they? The old. I mean, oh, Rolling no, Stones are going to. They're like late forties, early fifties. Yeah. Like you say that. So, yeah, you said the Stones. Like, yeah, they're late seventies. They're still going. Late seventies, <laughs> cracking. Good for them. <laughs> I mean, not everyone's going to be the stone. Sure, superhuman. <laughs> they are. How are they survived still, a lot? Are they still living. How? <laughs> oh, um, I've got a question for you. Um, if you were to see any, so you're going to arrange, you're sort of arranging your own festival. You've got to pick three headliners and three support acts. Who are you going to pick from any? Any country, any, anywhere in the world. Haven't we discussed Yes, but this not before? on the podcast. <laughs> You're on the spot now. And I can't remember, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, to um, <clears throat> reiterate when you've asked this on the internet before, um, I would, for my supporting... I would have Harry Styles, Niall Horan, and Louis Tomlinson do their solo music. And then I would have one wow. <laughs> They would do a super yeah. set. Okay. I was expecting One Direction, but when you started rattling off the, the uh, solo acts, I was like, oh, you're not going to pick One Direction again. You're just going for a whole super One Direction gig, aren't you? I mean, <laughs> give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. They're demanding it. They're demanding it. I'm sure there's a massive outcry. There actually is a very persistent plea to James Corden for him to kidnap them and force them. them. Not Smithy. (laughs) Has he had them all on uh, carpool karaoke? Or has he had them individually? He's had... Without Zayn, he had the four of them. That's and then probably the closest you'll get to a reunion yeah. at the moment. Is it, is it Zayn the one preventing it? 
So, I mean, Zayn's the one who quit. Boss. (laughs) um, He's the one who quit before their contract was up and said he wanted a normal life and then went on to release solo music like a month later. So, fine. (laughs) I know. What about you guys? If you can design your own festival, who would your oh, lineup be? Good. So we've got three main Three acts, headliners and three supports. Three supports. Yeah. Remember doing this before as well. I can't yeah. remember what it, it was. Chops and changes. I, I would go support acts. I would put Arctic Monkeys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, headliner, but we're going to put them as support. <laughs> put them as support? Put them as support. How dare you. <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. The Smiths. Oh. Um, I think... That's a reunion that will never happen. <laughs> um, no, that's not going to happen either, is it? Yeah, so no. Shall. <laughs> not at all. I think I would put the Libertines. Yes. And then for headliners, I would put Oasis, David Bowie, and Prince. Wow. Yeah, I expect yeah. that. Wow. I would have thought you'd pick um, Fleetwood Mac in there. Oh, I'm trying to spanner it. Start again, start again. I suppose <laughs> if you if we're saying from random times as well, then you'd want to pick people that are no longer together. Yeah. I'd be yeah. similar. I'd pick definitely Arctic Monkeys are up there, but they'd be headlining for me. Definitely. <laughs> um, probably supported by, I don't know, Peach Fix. <laughs> I've seen, I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> Fuck off, COVID. We will get there. Um, who else? Yeah, Libertines, even though we've seen them three times now. <laughs> still, still, still a huge fan. Um, oh, God, who else? Oasis, of course. Um, if they can last the whole set without Liam <laughs> chucking his tambourine. Just going flying. Got to give some international love. International mm. love. Well, I've got Peach Pit in there. Who would I love to see? Oh, there's a little, there's a little Australian band called Gold Socks, which I saw once, which I really, really love, and they're really close friends of mine. And then I just love to see them. They could be headliners. I'll give them a headline slot, just to sort of give them a chance. Give them a leg up, and, uh, and everyone would love them. Um, and then finally, last one, one more. Who's another like international one I really, really like? Maybe Sticky, another Australian. Um, Oh. Band, they're really, really good. Or, mm, or maybe not them, or maybe Ocean Alley. Uh, I did wonder if you were going to say Ocean Yeah, Alley. which are yeah. another Australian band, which are uh, really, really incredible. In Australia. So, yeah, going back to seeing bands on home turf, that was really special as well. In Sydney? No, I saw them in um, uh, Byron Bay. Oh, wow. That's great. At the at a festival, which is really cool. And then we nearly saw them in London. We came very close. Came very close. Somebody didn't want to go. Yeah, somebody didn't want to go. It's okay. So wait, what festival was this that you saw them at in Australia? It was called... Splendor. Yeah, Splendor in the Grass. And it's sort of like the biggest festival in Australia. Um, and yeah, so I went, and who else did I see there? I saw Childish Gambino. Yeah, that was really, really good. I saw The Street. <laughs> they were oh, yeah, pretty popular really, British sort of yeah. group. That was really random. Um, who else was playing? Catfish and the Bottleman. So again, another oh, yeah. big British band who I really like. Um, 
remember was it a Tame Impala? I didn't see them, but they... yeah, I saw Tame Impala last year. Oh, really good, really good live Tame Impala as well. Yeah, I miss festivals. <laughs> uh, how long are you planning on staying in Edinburgh? I think for, we all do. By the way, yeah. How long am I staying here? Um, well, my visa is up in March if oh, I don't okay. get a job. You better get a job then. Okay. <laughs> so I was going to say next year, if we can, we should go to a, a gig or a festival together since we're all such big. Big fans. Yeah. Oh, and we are down with any I, um... genre as well, so we don't mind. Yeah, it might not sound like it, maybe from our <laughs> options then, but <laughs> we are very open minded. We are very open minded. Oh, yeah. Craig and I were supposed to go to Slam Dunk in May, um, and then it got pushed to September, and then it got pushed to next mm. year. And um, we had to just get a refund on tickets because I don't 100% know yet what my job situation will be so it was i really i miss festival so much and slam dunk is like probably my favorite on this side because it is the uh the warp tour of england okay, yeah. i guess so a lot of pop punk and every a lot of friends were going to have be you there heard of a festival called download yeah festival. i I have okay. heard of it. I think it yeah. sounds like something you'd like. So I'm just looking up who's meant to be headlining next year. Um, a kid. A day to remember. Yeah. A day to remember? Um, kids. Yep. Yeah, kids. <laughs> uh, Biffy Claro, System of a Down, Corn, Rise Against. So, yeah, I think you know, you know these. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I, I would know look into it if I were you. I'll send, you, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I um I miss festivals so much. I just miss. Yeah. Oh God, don't. <laughs> it will be. We were saying in the last lockdown that if you think how all those artists that were meant to be doing something this year, their plans got cancelled, and it's all been pushed back. But the amount of time people have had off, they're going to be working on stuff in that time. So you think when? When it does come back around, there's going to be a lot of people out on the road. There'll be a lot of new music out there. Oh, yeah. It's going to it be come back, It'll come back stronger. Yeah, Because absolutely. there's going to be so much that people have been working on and people have missed it so much that it's just mm. going to come back. It's going to be massive. There's going to be a lot of albums Seven. coming out, for sure. It'll be very yeah. exciting times. Yeah. We'll be able to move. We'll going to gigs yeah. all the time. <laughs> on every weekend. On every weekend. We'll be very poor. Very <laughs> poor, man. <laughs> That would put me back to my high school days when I went to like probably four gigs a month when I was like junior, oh, wow. senior of high school. And I haven't done that in so long. And now, if this is what's going to happen, it's going to be like you're going to have things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we've said um, we will never, if there's ever a gig we're considering, we won't turn it down now in no, the future. Not now. We, do, we have to go. Down. We'll make it work because there's one thing we've missed a lot. Uh, pandemic yeah. ruckus yep. um, and there was things that we sort of looked at doing last year or before and yeah. said oh no we won't do that yeah, we said, yeah. but we said well we will 100 go mm-hmm. back to the mental health mm-hmm. thing it is something that just, you're just are totally in bliss for a few hours aren't you yeah like, yeah you don't you even need to be song. like super into the singer or the band you can just know a few songs but then you just have so much fun you yeah. know 
troubles just go away for a little bit, you know. On their phone. People that are on their phones, okay, they might be filming the um, gig a little bit. Like I do one, I always do one or two songs just to we'll rewatch later. But no, on Facebook or anything, everyone's just like arm in arm and just in the singing mind. out, and you, everyone's really happy. And we need that right now. <laughs> we need that. We need that. We need, it. We need the gigs back. You can go and do it, can't you? You can do it was it Flaming Lips? That's it, it was Flaming Lips. It's a band with Flaming Lips. I don't know if you've seen this. They did like um, a social distance gig. But the band ruled in like, you know, like sort of like Zorb balls. And everyone in the crowd was yeah. in their own individual so Zorb balls. It looked, I mean, it looked cool. There's a few like, logistical, how do they go to the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> like you're just bopping about in this, in this you big roll pool. yourself to the toilet. Oh my god! I was like, just going. Some people just go right in the mosh pit, don't they? So oh they're god. going in the ball and just rolling around in their own piss. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that sounds so uncouth. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm not really. Um, no, no, I'm not... The um, the, in the states, they had a couple of drive-in gigs over the weekend. Um, I think it was Newfound Glory. Okay. They did like so unless they had like a yeah, like a drive in movie oh, but a drive in gig. And I had a lot of friends. Yeah, nice. I'll just, I would yeah. assume the people did they have to stay in the cars or um I think you can be oh, like okay, sitting yeah. on the hood of your car, but you have to stay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll be like standing on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had friends who tweeted that they like sat on their car, like danced around their oh, car nice. or something. Yeah, that would like be really that. fun. That's cool, like inventive and fun. I mean, there's only so many options when you can't have normal. Yeah, yeah. Right now, there's so. not a lot you can do. Um, like you said, there was one recently, wasn't there, where they you had each had like a little platform, didn't you? And yeah. They spaced them all out in the crowd, which is. Closest you'll get because it was an open air gig, wasn't it? Yeah, the Libertines. So yeah, as we mentioned before, one of our favourite bands. They did, um, yeah, socially distant gig. It looks, it looks pretty good. Why did we go? I think it was on Thursday or something, was it? And we're yeah, it was like a midweek. Yeah, we're still working, so we couldn't get up there. But um, yeah, that's sort of a good way around it. It looked, it looked like it worked. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it will be a long time until we can go back to. I think proper gigs, but let's not be down about it. Let's uh, (laughs) let's. They will. They will. They'll come back with a vengeance for sure. Yeah, they will. Um, so, I think this about wraps up everything. Is there anything you would like to say in um, closing? Stay strong. <laughs> COVID will end one day. <laughs> we'll get through this. We'll get through it. Listen to your music. Um, stay happy. Stay healthy. Take your vitamins. Eat your vegetables and use this time to make some killer playlists while we're in lockdown. Yes, make a <laughs> playlist. Yeah, connect with people on the music. Be cool. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Emo Al's Tune Talks. I have been your host, Emo Al. If you enjoyed this episode, then please give me a follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me over on Twitter at Talks and share this with your friends. I look forward to speaking with y'all next week.